I'm Rachel. And I'm Shelly. Welcome to a new episode of Chicks and... And... Dicks! Yes! (laughs) We said it at the same time. No, we totally didn't. (laughs) We said chicks and dicks. Unless there's... Unless, unless there's like lag going on that I'm unaware of. I think you have a lag because <laughs> we totally said it at the same time. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. There you go. Or it's my wine kicking in. Probably, also yeah. a possibility. I'll, yeah, there's a good chance of that. Mm-hmm. So. I needed, I needed the wine for this book. How are you doing, Rach? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. My lower back really hurts. So we've been over this. How are you? Uh. <laughs> This book was my choice. Yes. And tell I'm us, going... talk to us about why you chose this book in particular. So as we know to our one listener, like I'm always trying to like kind of, we are always trying to like kind of push the bounds of what we know as romance. And like, you know, we've done dinosaur, we've done no, we Mormon, done... we've done. Oh, I guess technically we've yeah, done we, dinosaur. Yeah, we... Well, Chuck Tingle, big, I mean, but, he's... <laughs> yeah, Chuck Tingle, like, big, all over the place. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we've 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 done a lot of different genres, right? We're branching so, out. It's like we haven't done anything with, we haven't done anything with really a lot of, like, minorities, unless you're kind of like dinosaurs as a minority, which, <laughs> fine, but not not realistic. <laughs> so, so I picked like a like an urban romance, and. I went to my local bookstore, which is all of 200 square feet. And I asked them, I'm like, do you have anything interesting, like in the romance section, like anything that's like kind of not the usual? And she's like, actually, one of my coworkers just ordered this in. And she handed me this like urban, like with like, and, and it's like on the, it's uh, Payback is a Mother is the name of the book. And it's Wahita Clark. And it's like on the on the page is like two people of African American descent. I'm like, oh, we haven't read anything with like African Americans or yep. black people, however you want to say it. And I was like, I live in a town of twenty thousand people, and I would say ninety nine point nine percent of them are white. Yeah, it's becoming more diverse now, absolutely. But I mean, I grew up in Toronto, which is you know like m- maybe. 60 <laughs> percent Toronto's actually like, pretty multicultural the part of Toronto where you grew up is not <laughs> no but the school I went to was, was? actually very different okay. because it was a music school so like right. that's so where I met all a lot over of yeah yeah so if you had like a good music background you got into the school so on and so forth. anyway but whatever so it's just either way when you grow up and you're in a multicultural society and then you come to like like the town that I live in, it's it's a it's a little bit of a shocker sometimes. But anyway, to see this in my bookstore, I was like, right on. And she was like, well, tell me how it goes. I don't know if I want to tell her how it goes because I <laughs> not classify this book as a romance. This is an urban no, fiction. Oh, this is fiction through and through. It definitely has sex in it. Quite a bit of it, in fact. It has people who want romance. It's not a romance <laughs> novel. And I, I learned something interesting about the romance classification for a book to actually be classified in the genre of romance, the two main characters have to have a happily ever after. Well, this is not the case. So, no, there are no happily ever afters in this book. Otherwise, it would be classified as a love story. It can't actually be filed under romance. Um, and 
And actually, as a trigger warning, if you're going to listen to the rest of this episode, you're going to have to put up with Rachel and I misclassifying and misunderstanding certain cultural differences. Oh. You're going to have to put up with a lot of domestic violence, rape, <laughs> yes. rape, yep. rape, <laughs> and uh, hate crimes, um, shootings, drugs, homophobia, uh, addiction, suicide, homophobia. Yeah, like, the list there- goes on. So if you don't like any of these topics, we'll see you next week. (laughs) Yeah. We've been doing this a lot lately, giving a lot of caveats. (laughs) Well, it's important, right? Because everybody likes something different and not every book is for every reader. Um, And I think it's important that our listeners know what they're getting into because we don't know what we're getting into when we sit down to read this stuff. I just feel, I feel badly for the sense of, I wanted a romance in a different genre, and I feel like this is playing on a lot of like stereotypical tropes. Well, to a certain degree. I mean, we'll we'll get to that, um, but maybe first we should kind of get into the book itself. Okay. Also, I'm going to tell an embarrassing story about the fact that I started reading this book, and I had to go to the audio version. Because I had so much to do for work. And for work, every once in a while, like, I'm in the truck a lot doing a whole bunch of stuff. So, like, I was commuting. And I was like, I can't, I don't have time. So I'm going to just download the audio version. The audio version of this book, there's a lot of N-words. And there's a lot of um, terrible, there's a lot of fucking language. Like, I swear a lot, this book is, like, a lot of language. And in the, the audio portion of it has a lot of like high pitched kind of like stereotypical like like kind of um voice Jerry acting. Springer-esque voice acting and so I pulled up to Tim Hortons for all of the Americans there it would be it's like, like a Dunkin a, Donuts like a Dunkin Donuts and I forgot kind of what I was listening to at the time because I was kind of like listening to the book but I was just about to order my coffee and my toasted bagel with butter and so I'm ordering my toasted bake with butter. And in the background, it's like, and we're this, yo, motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, and I just ordered my drink. And like the fucking people on the other side start laughing their asses off. And they're just like, and I'm just like, oh my God, I didn't even realize. And then I pull up to get my order. And it's just like, they're all laughing at me. And I'm a fucking white girl in a Toyota Tacoma. Like just, just I was like, yeah, awesome, pretty much. And then another time I was at, like, I was listening to it again, and it was warm out, so I rolled down my windows, and then I had to, like, roll them back up because I reminded myself of what I was listening to. It was the same shit. And I'm just sitting there at a stoplight, and, like, everybody has their windows down because it's a nice day. It's not, like, super hot where I need AC, but it was nice enough that you want to, you know, get some fresh air. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I had to, like, roll them back up. I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, this is not going to happen in traffic. No. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. Yeah, embarrassing. Totally. Oh my god. Yep, yeah. I didn't have that yeah. problem. So, <laughs> so just FYI, if you are listening to romance novels of any genre, yeah, it doesn't matter what they like are. Just... Part, maybe just like turn it down or, or you Be know, like, mindful re- of where you are and it. who can hear it. Yes. <laughs> uh, an important lesson for all of us. Uh, Thank you. Oh my God, Rachel, it was so embarrassing. Like I really didn't go in at first. I was like, what the fuck? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So. All right, shall we? Do let's. Okay. All right. As Shelley said, we read "Payback Is a Mother" by Wahida Clark. 
and this is payback number one. So I assume there are other books in this mm-hmm. payback series. Which you can find in the Collingwood bookstore, by the way. They have well, there quite you a go. Few Let's take a trip to Collingwood, <laughs> <laughs> all of us, and go book shopping. <laughs> oh, my God. In her hot, gritty, new urban drama, Essence bestselling author Wahita Clark tells the story of a woman who thinks she has everything, but who really has everything to lose, starting with her best friend and ending with her life. Brianna and Sean couldn't be more different. From her $1,200 weave to her closet full of Gucci. Is it Shan or Sean? I say Shan. I say Sean. I don't know what to... I don't know. I'll say Sean and you keep saying Shan and one of us was right. It's it's just like S-H-A-N. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce this. Oh, another thing. I will be mispronouncing pretty much everybody's name. And I apologize for it. There are a shitload of characters to keep track of. We'll get to that. In the meantime... Brianna believes that men were born to bankroll her lifestyle. Sean likes to make her own money by working for a living at a men's prison and prefers Sean John, Baby Fat, and FUBU to Jimmy Choo. Still, despite appearances, Sean and B are sisters where it counts, or so they think. For B, lying is part of the hustle, and the hustle is what gets her sex, clothes, cars, pretty much whatever she wants. She couldn't care less who gets hurt along the way, as long as it isn't her. But it's one thing to hustle tricks and quite another to betray the one person who really cares. When one of B's schemes goes too far, blood is spilled and Sean is caught in the crossfire. Now, with friendship and lives on the line, Brianna's got one less chance to change her ways or suffer the consequences. Well, okay. I think we know what happens in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, this book could have uh, done well to have a what's the word dramatis personae but you get to the front of a shakespeare play yes yes <laughs> the cast there of characters a- there are so oh. many of them yeah and people just yeah, there come are. and go also and I, mm-hmm. I i actually really enjoy my little my shakespeare th- comparison because i think this book is a little bit shakespearean I agree. I agree. Right? It's a tragedy. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, but it is hands down. Like, I feel, I, I think this actually, this author did a really good job in weaving everything in. Do you know what I mean? Like, it would take quite a bit to, because well, you do get a sense on. Yeah, and you get a sense of like the actual drama and how a lot of the characters are torn. But it's just you know, like I, I don't know. I think Wahita Clark has as a definite flair a for the dramatic but also b for kind of weaving together a whole bunch of characters like are there things that i think she could do better yes but i think she does a good job she does a pretty good job because everybody's hustling i know what that sounds like but it is true (laughs) every single character in this book is hustling in one way or another and it's how all of these different um, plot lines come together some overlap some just sort of like you know pass by each other in the night let's say um, mm. and so it's just in terms of keeping track of everything that's going on it, there's quite a lot of work to be done on the part yeah. of the reader which means the author kind of had to keep all of this tr- stuff straight in her head or maybe mm. in a flow chart somewhere yeah, I mean, like, I mean, Sean slash Shan, uh, like, definitely is, like, the only character you get that isn't hustling. Mm-hmm. 
like kind of like she's she's your she's your protagonist to a certain degree like you follow shan through a lot of this shit like her and brianna are both protagonists but yes or brianne but um but the one thing that i would have to say is like shan is kind of like the white knight and brianne is like like just all about the booty and at the very beginning i think that what he did is a really good job at ex- at kind of setting the characters up exactly as they are yeah well, it and everyone is who they appear to be. So they kind of wear their identities on their sleeves, and that's fine. I disagree, because Shady ends up taking a fucking twist. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely so does. Disagree. And if it is pronounced Shady, that's a really good name for him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Might also be Shadi. Again, I don't know how to pronounce any of I'm these saying, names. I'm, I know. I'm saying Shady. Anyway, so... But that's the audio book, and they say his I name. Think, yes. So, yeah. is it and Shady? It was, Shan and Sh- it was Shan and Shady. It was yeah. Shan and Shady? Okay. All right. We got that straight. Okay, good. <laughs> and, and I fucking hated the name Peanut. And whenever the author, like, or the, the woman who was doing it was like, Peanut! It was like, Peanut! It was like this fucking high-pitched squeal whenever this one character said his name. And I was like, fucking shut up. <laughs> okay. So, like... Let's, I'm going to run anyway. down the cast of characters because <laughs> there's so many of them. Okay, so we have Shan, who teaches computers at the local prison. Her best friend, Brianna, they've known each other their whole lives. They're super duper close, but they're very, very different. We have Peanut, who is Shan's brother. We have Shady, who is a drug dealer and uses Brianna as um, a stash house, essentially. So he stores some drugs and some money at Brianna's house, and he drops by from time to time, and they have sex. Then we have Forever, who is in prison, and he is assigned to help Shan. We have Nyla, who is Forever's wife. We have Janae, who is Shady's wife. And we have Kiki, who is Peanut's wife. Other characters include someone named Brigan, who is also called Calvin. He is a guy that Shan hooked up with once upon a time, and they like each other. Calvin slash Brigan, he is one of the key. <laughs> Everyone's a drug dealer, uh, but he also has a bunch of like, legitimate businesses. Uh, and he has this sort of g- gaggle of women who run his businesses for him. And he yeah, wants... But he actually likes. So if he actually likes you, you run his business. Yes. And he wants Shan to run a business for him at some point. He talks about trying to get her in on his hustle. Um, we have and he is Sky. also Forever's brother. He is Forever. Yes, he is Forever's brother. And then we have a guy named Sky who is also a drug dealer. Um, Hook. <laughs> And Rob and Nick. <laughs> and that's kind of, I guess that's it for like important people to keep track of. In this so story. the one thing, the one thing that I found also with the setup of this book is like, aside from the cast of characters is like, it took, I think like three quarters of the book to understand where the fuck I was. I was like, where am I? You mean like, geographically? I'm in, yeah. Like I'm like, you know, I'm in the projects somewhere oh, it's set in i think it's memphis think it's, yes it is memphis and it's just like one of those things where like that is not really described until later so like and in my mind i was just trying to picture like a geography or even like 
a zone where by which they would be dressing. Like, do you know what I mean? Because like, it tells you where they are. If they're in like New York, if they're in fucking the South, if they're in the North, Northeast, Northwest. Like, I just, I just want to know even fucking Florida. If they're in, like Miami, like I don't fucking know. Like, it just, <laughs> I would have liked a little bit more reference to like where they were earlier. Oh, apparently Ceres doesn't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I feel the same way as Ceres. So. Yeah, so it did. It took me a while to figure it out. As it took me a while to figure it out as well. It is set in Memphis. They because they don't say until like three quarters of the way. No, through No, the they book. don't. And they <laughs> they say they mention Atlanta from time to time. Um, I think they mention Florida. So it's a little anyway. Not that it really matters. The point is that all of these people live in the same city and they all know each other. Everyone is connected in one way or another. Um. And most of them grew up together. They're either related or they've dated each other. Yes. Or they've all fucked the same person. <laughs> oh, my God. So let's talk about the sex in this book. It is let's, very casual need, and very think, transactional. Yeah. So let, I think I don't I think we can go on about the transactional experience when we describe the book itself like when we go through the book we can describe as per because the transactions are part of the story in this book uh in a sense yes and it's because oh i don't even know how to talk about the story though so so we start okay we start off with um okay so brianne gets a job and it's at a fucking correctional facility no shan and shan oh, sorry, has a shan, job okay. at the prison <laughs> yeah so shan gets a job at the prison she hasn't started yet she's like so going out to celebrate with her girl brianne brianna, brianne is like a a Anna, sorry. okay fine fine Call brianna b. like b yeah okay so b goes and She's the one who likes, like, she's she's got her Lexus. She's, like, hustled all these dudes for her shit. Like, she just loves all the designers, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, Shan tells Brienne that she got this job. And Brienne kind of doesn't really give a shit most of the time, but is like, hey, let's go celebrate. Kind of looking for an excuse to go party and club, right? Fine. Yeah. So the one thing right away that bothered me about this was the fact that Brianna is always late and like doesn't give a fuck about so anybody's rude. <laughs> like so rude yeah. so fucking rude like I'd never go out with this bitch i'd be like she's like three hours late typically like, this what bitch the is like shit that is what are you doing <laughs> you're three I... hours late like but that's but we know what she's doing she's fucking having drug dealers come to her house because they use her house as a safe house for yeah. their drugs yeah and then come she's and hopping on shit. every dick they, that happens yeah, by no, no, no. and then she fucks them because she gets free eight balls for it and cash and cash she gets like, the eight balls later it's usually like, it's mostly cash yeah it's mostly so she gets like all the cash for it because she's this fucking safe house it's not like they actually care and it's like she cares total business transaction yeah she is a She's a whore. She is a whore. Absolutely. She, and, <laughs> and that's what I said about the sex being casual and transactional because every time Brianna has sex, she gets paid. But the one thing I have to also note about that is like every single time they have sex, she gets off somehow. Like the, there's always, the woman always orgasms in these books. Yes, she does. Yeah. And then gets every single the time. Face. Yes, she gets punched, like, all of them get punched in the face a, a lot. Again, as we mentioned, there is a lot of violence, and it's 
so casual. This is just so yeah. Pop, it's like all of a sudden he has his daily he has life. His hand on her throat, like all this like shit. Like he had her up against the wall. His hand was like, "Yo, bitch!" Blah blah blah. Yeah, and you're like, and are the you... women are going around punching each other in the face. Okay, so at the club, <laughs> uh, when they finally get there, uh, Shan sees this guy, guy, Calvin, and she knows him as Calvin. Everyone else calls him Brigand, so right away she thinks that this dude's been lying to her. Turns out Calvin owns the club. He is also called Brigand. Um, and Shan's upset because she thought that they had a connection, and he just like doesn't really have a reason as to why he never called her back, yeah. even though he likes her. And they her. spent like they spent like no, they spent like two days in Vegas together yeah, on they a went trip. To Vegas together. And, like, yeah, they and they like they had a great time and so on and so forth. And so she was like, oh, he was totally awesome. And then. Brianna's like, dude, that's like one of the biggest drug dealers in town. Like, are you like tripping, quote unquote? Like, and then he, he, she's kind of jealous of the fact that, you know, Shan has been able to nail this super dude, baller. That she's been after, yeah. And I had to look up a couple of words because, like, Urban Dictionary, thank you very much, because there was some <laughs> shit that, like, I am just completely ignorant of. First of all, Onion is an ass. Yes, you have your, your note here before you switched <laughs> over to the audiobook. I have all of your marginalia. <laughs> I had to look. Like, and I'm just like, and also like how much the drugs were worth that she was stashing. I'm like, shit, that's a lot of money. Like, it's just, like, just, like I just, I had yes, to look it up. Yes, she is stashing six kilos. And you wrote okay. down 60,000 to 120,000 USD, according to the UN docs. <laughs> I had to go on the UN docs to fucking find it. Like I didn't, want, I didn't want just some arbitrary number, so I went to the UN oh, and found it. It's six fine. Six kilos, my goodness. <laughs> that six kilos is a lot to hide in your fucking apartment. <laughs> anyway, so she. Anyway, so Brigan is known as being like the biggest dope dealer in town. Brianna gets a little bit jealous, but wants to like it, but is fucking shan's brother behind brianna's back and has been fucking him since they were like 16 yeah oh my god so and brianna has no idea that they're or shan, shan has no idea that but that brianna and and peanut her brother have been fucking for this long so she basically uses this guy sky as like an out to get out of the club and says like hey i'm gonna go pick up this dude and shan is kind of like don't leave me here and she's just like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. You got this. You can drive my Lexus home. It's all good. Like, Brianna's a fucking bitch from the very she's beginning. A horrible like, friend. And, like, she's like she's not a friend. She's, like, as far as I'm concerned, she's never been a friend. So, anyway, but she, so Brianna then goes out with this guy, Sky, drops Sky at the club and is like, see you later, bitch, like, kind of idea. And then gets Peanut to pick her up and then goes and fucks Peanut for the night, who has a, what they call a wifey. It's not like a wife. They're not necessarily married. It's like they're go-to girl i think it's their kind ride of or die chick i think that's what yeah. wifey is and you, quite unusually i think in every case in this book wifey is the mother to their children yes so then um or they're like romantic quote quote romantic lover or I think whatever but anyway so though and so wifey is the mom and she's like at the top of the pile in terms yeah, like of all chain. the women yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. she's at the top yeah. so anyway so um so brianna goes to fuck peanut and then fucking poor shan is left in this club where all of a sudden this uh brigand because brigand starts giving her attention and like wanting her to be around and she's like fuck you you lied to me i don't like you i'm you know like this is not the way things should work but all of a sudden 
this woman fucking comes up to her who is uh brigand's kind of like other one of the, woman one of, no, it's one of the many girlfriends he's got all these <laughs> girlfriends who run his businesses and so there are two of them in the club and they're like shooting daggers at shan because they don't like brigand talking to some other fucking chick even though, anyway no. she gets punched in the face and they have a huge fight um and brigand like takes her out of the club throws her in his escalade and like drives her home and so it's just been like a horrible night for shan can i just say it's not even that she punches her in the face she gets punched in the face multiple times it's like bleeding no, it's like, a her, full-on like, fight it's a full-on fucking fight and then she goes outside to relax and like brigand's like everything's cool his other girlfriend drives up and beats the shit of her again <laughs> As, like it's fuck? just like it's like yeah, it's like this poor girl just goes to this club to celebrate her fucking going out. And she didn't even want to go out, buddy, by the way. Yeah, she, yeah, and like her buddy picks the club and she goes out and she just gets the shit kicked out of her constantly. Yeah. Like constantly. And yeah. like, and then has to like, and then she has to like work the next day or the, the <laughs> couple days after her. Like, like just like at a prison and she's got fucking black eyes and a broken nose. Like, fuck, like you're just like, this is... Yeah, I was yeah. just from the very get go. I'm like, Brianna needs to fucking die. Like, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Shan starts work at the prison where she meets Forever, um, who's in for five years doing a dime, I guess. Um, I don't, what does that mean, doing a dime? Five years. Doing 10 years or something? Dime? No, I guess five a nickel years? would be, yeah, a dime would be 10 years. A nickel? <laughs> I'm going to stop now. I'm Does anybody say yes? Yeah. The fuck, right? <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, so he's in prison. He's He's got like a year left on his five-year sentence. Um, he is assigned to help Shan. Like, he does janitorial duties. So he has to clean up her office and whatnot. Apparently, he's like super-duper good-looking. She's attracted to him. He's attracted to her. Forever's got his own problems, though, because he smuggles drugs into the prison via one of the guards Mm -hmm. who has i think been fired or left or whatever so everyone in the prison is jonesing and he can't provide any of the drugs and so his business is suffering and so Mm -hmm. forever thinks that he he might be able to use shan as his mule to get drugs into the prison to make these drops so he sort of starts up this flirtation with her, and over the course of the book, it becomes quite serious to the point where they're fucking all the time in her office. And also, like, I have to say, like, fucking sans condoms, fucking sans, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, he just takes her on the desk, like, left, right, and center. Like, it's, like, it's pretty extreme. But also, like, from the very beginning, Shan's like, I'm such a good judge of character. And I'm like, really? Then why is Brianna your best fucking friend? Like, right. it's well, I think that's very because they've known each other forever. I think that like, that's yeah, but she's always like, I'm I can. Yeah, her her. But she has this delusion where she thinks she's a good judge of character and she's really not. But anyway, so she so she like falls for forever because forever is like his hurt, like so great. And blah, blah, blah. And yeah, just yeah, it's total bullshit. But anyway, so forever uses the fuck out of Shan. Well, not yet. So <laughs> so one of Brianna's. hustles is that she sets people up to be robbed and she sets up shady right at the start of the book after he drops off some drugs at her house she 
and and fucks her. He when he leaves, he gets jumped by these other dudes. Um, and for part of the book, he doesn't know that she set him up, and she gets like paid out for all of these setups. And at some point, and to be fair, like Shady, Shady's known him her forever, and doesn't want to also believe that, that he she has would been do that. Her. Yes, because yeah. they're also very close. Um, and then at some point, I this I got actually a little confused as to what was going on. So, Peanut, Shan's brother, um, he he like he's trying to I guess work his way up to becoming another legitimate recognized drug dealer i guess he needs to come up and so brianna hooks him up with sky and they get arrested yeah so i'm not entirely sure if brianna set up everyone to get arrested or if it was a setup just to get peanut arrested because sky gets really upset with brianna because he's like well this dude had all this heat on him so I'm like, I'm not 100% sure what happened there. She she sets Peanut up to be... Like I she, thought no, she, she just put Peanut this, and no, no, Sky she, together no, no, just she, to work she, a job. Yeah, no, no. She, 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 yeah, she set them up together and then fucking didn't realize, like, what the consequence... And because she never realizes the consequence of her action. Just because like, they get arrested she's like, in oh. Detroit. And then when Shady, like, sh- when Shady got the shit beaten out of him, she's like, oh my god, I don't realize that, like, you could have been killed. I just... Because Shady always has a certain amount of cash on him, and Brianna's logic just was Just in case that, he gets rolled. Just, yeah, so, like, oh, he's just gonna get rolled by these guys. Didn't realize, like, the amount of cocaine and the amount of Well, didn't realize that these, these guys brought a gun to a knife fight and we're planning to just shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then after like, just, yeah, it's just like so fucked up. But, but then, so peanut got arrested with shady, but, or, uh, with, um, sky. Sky. But the thing is they were in like enemy territory. So the jail that he ends up being in is like with all these other fucking thugs that are not peanut is a former blood. Yeah. Anyway, it's but I was just confused as to sort of like the mechanism of how he got arrested. Yeah, like no, and, like, I agree. Like it's not, it's not, not exactly very clear. clear. And everyone blames Brianna for Peanut being in jail. Uh, now. Rightfully, okay. I think that ninety percent of this book you could blame Brianna for everything, and you're probably right. But I don't know if like again, I like she said she put Peanut and Sky together to I guess run drugs up to Detroit or or pick them up who knows what was going on and they get arrested in Detroit but I don't think the arrest is Brianna's fault and a setup she just put those two together and it just didn't work out very well for anybody any whatever the point is Peanut's now in prison and Shan doesn't have the money to pay for his bail or his lawyer who is charging an exorbitant amount of money so and Brianna's a whole and Brianna's a dick and Brianna's a Brianna's a dick. Um, so Shan needs to get all this money together to help out her brother, and this is the opportunity that Forever needs. That Forever needs to get mm-hmm. Shan to agree to help bring drugs into the prison. I'm not going to deny, like in this whole book, I always wanted Shan to like remain on the straight and narrow, Me and too. you you. You see this coming and you, you hope that she's going to dig it out because at the very beginning, Forever is having phone calls with people and being like, yeah, I've got an in. 
like I'm totally using this bitch and I'm fucking her and so on and so forth. And you're like, God damn it, Shan, see the light. You're like, you, you, you really want Shan to like pull through and be fucking good on this one. And when you see her start to fall, you're like, oh, like you just, what oh, it's so yeah you're like when it's first upsetting. of all when you see her starting to when you see her start to get manipulated and fucked by forever because shan really is just a good soul that is manipulated through this whole by book. everyone around her yeah. by everyone by everyone and she's like i'm a good judge of character i'm like no bitch no, you're, 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 you're like not. the worst <laughs> you're worst like the judge worst of character. judge of character <laughs> <Just> <laughs> you don't have any street like, sense everyone else but, in this book but you're, you're yeah. still like rooting for her like at some point you're like things have got to pick up for shan things have got to pick person. up for shan She's the best person in the book, like in terms of, I guess, ethics and morals, morals and all the rest ethics, of it. Yeah. yeah. And just her ideas. Like, she's like the romanticist. Like, she's like, oh, and forever really loves me. And you're like, no, he doesn't. He's using he doesn't you. Love and, like, you have... all, but... and that's, yeah. and I actually like the way that um, Wahida Clark wrote this because you really are frustrated in the situation like you are are you kind of sitting there going like shan don't do it don't do it and you could be very passive but i was very much rooting for shan to get out of the situation yeah and it just got worse and worse (laughs) so also the passage of time is difficult to grasp because like days will go by and then whole weeks will go by and then it'll be like months later i'm like i don't know what time it is <laughs> does it matter though does it i guess not but again it's like shan keeps saying she needs this four thousand dollars no wait it was like thirty five thousand dollars she needed a lot of money and yeah. she needed it yesterday but yeah peanut's yeah. in prison for like a couple of or jail for a couple of months oh, wow. before yeah. she gets enough money to get him out of there so i don't know i don't know and then <laughs> And then, so basically oh what happens is, is Forever convinces Shan to start running drugs for him to get them into the prison. Yep. And then she finds out that the drugs are coming from Brigan, and Brigan is mm-hmm. Forever's brother. And when brother. Brigan finds out that He's Forever turns Shan, I th- he gets fucking mad. So I think the best character in this book is Brigan. Really? Yeah. Why? Like, first of all, I mean, they're all fucking shady as shit. Absolutely. Like, he has, like, ten other businesses on the side. But when he likes someone, he's actually quite loyal to them. Like, he likes Shan. He tries to dig her out. If she had asked him for money, he would have given it to yeah. help dig and everything out. Shan, and she has too much pride to dig herself out of this situation. And every dig single up, time, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, Brigham has actually tried to support her in 8 million ways. And she does not fucking listen because she has too much pride and feels used because of their Vegas yeah. weekend, but not knowing who she actually at was. At the same time, though, Brigham wants her to join his, like, weird empire that he has going on. And she doesn't would... want to work for him. And that's fine. She can make that choice. <laughs> But so, absolutely, yeah, she she could make that choice. But she, I like I don't know. Like I get I get the inkling of the fact that like had Shan asked Brigham for the money, she would have been better in his empire than her situation at the no, end. No, she would. But then she would have been beholden to him forever. Know, like she would. She would I, then like, have to. Yeah, I like. I know, I know why she doesn't go around asking people for the money and why she doesn't ask Brigham when he says, "I'll just give it to you." 
And then she does regret later on not making that choice. But at the same time, it's like she wants to do this on her own. She doesn't want to owe anybody. And she knows what kind of person he is and doesn't want to have one. She doesn't want to be a part of that. Anyway, Brigham finds out that she's running. But she ends up being a part of something much worse. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, oh, do you want to run drugs for a fucking prison colony, or do you want to just fucking be a part of someone's like illegitimate business practices? I'm sorry, but like, like you want to like you want to be... share that guy with all these other hoes. Yeah, but also at the That's same time, fair. what? And also at the same time, she doesn't know that she's sharing a guy already with another hoe. Just, I mean, everybody's fucking everyone. <laughs> and what she does, you need a yeah, flowchart to right? keep track of it all. <laughs> All right. So let's, in the so, meantime, however, anyway. okay, wait, wait. So in the meantime, so you kind of have like these two stories going on. You have Brianna's stories, which involves the same cast of characters of men. Yeah. And then you have Shan's story, which has the same cast of characters of men, but in different, like they're all, but they're differently, like the, it's, it's, they have different relations. You know what I mean? So can we talk about Shady? Cause he is very important. Yeah. So if you remember, Shady is the dude who uses Brianna's place as a bit of a stash house. Um, and is They've known each other since they were kids. Known each other since they were kids. They have this very transactional, casual, sexual relationship. Um, she set him up. He almost got killed. Then when Shady finally, like, when he finds out and accepts that Brianna set him up, he decides that he wants to get payback. Um, and takes his sweet time doing it. And me, meanwhile, can we? He gets can caught we talk about- by his wifey having gay sex with someone on his crew. His number one on his crew, and yeah. it is just—I don't think I that, have any okay, words, so, honestly. So I—I I have words. Um. <laughs> so the one thing that I would have to say for that scene, I I think this is the pivotal part in the book where it goes from like kind of dark to like really complete, dark, really fucking dark. So when um, what's her name? Jenny. Jenny. So when when Jenny like finds them, her like her primary love like husband, whatever let's he just would say, be called call it a husband Hus- for Hus- husband yeah for fucking his number one like his number one dude and she doesn't know what to do and she first she first of all thinks about killing him and then she's like nah nah i'm not gonna do that but she you know she like fucking throws a fit and then he tells her that he has hiv no he doesn't HIV. know he's like you need to get tested because i've been fucking guys bareback Maybe I'm HIV, maybe I'm not. And it's like, what the actual fuck? Well, fuck. First of all, also, there's a whole bunch of kind of tropes in here where it's basically like people who fuck dudes are going to end up with HIV. Because all the guys in this book who are homosexuals end up being HIV positive. And I think that's terrible. Um, But either way, like. But also, when Shady decides he's going to fuck as many dudes as possible, get sick so that he can fuck Brianna and get her yeah. sick. It's like, what? Yeah, he, he <laughs> basically... Beg he, your pardon? He wants, he wants Brianna to suffer so badly that he decides to hate fuck her 
engage like offer he gets engaged to her so she thinks that they're romantically involved and then he never tells her about a wife i don't know how the fuck these chicks don't ever find out about each other but like anyway so he basically tells her like we're gonna marry each other we're gonna be in love here's my fucking ring so on and so forth blah 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 he knows he's hiv positive at this time and he fucks her because he wants her quote unquote to die slowly but here's there's a bit of a timing issue with that because it's because shortly after he proposes, I don't think it's shortly. Then she gets gang raped, and that's when she wait, finds wait, out wait. that she's HIV positive. So she's actually, and it takes a while. So he's been Can HIV we... positive longer than he knows that he's been sick, mm. and that means she got sick from him quite some time ago. So he's been positive likely this whole time since this book started Mm -hmm. and doesn't know it and doesn't seem to care because he says, I'm going to go out and I'm going to fuck a bunch of dudes and I'm going to get sick and I'm going to pass it on to Brianna. But it's like, you would already be sick at this point because again, because the passage of time is like not a thing in this book. You can't account for any of it. The, assumption that makes the most sense is that he's been sick all this time and didn't know it i mean yes but at the same time like i you know so when she goes to the hospital so here okay i think we have to talk about the awful awful rape because all this stuff happens like like it's sort of like one thing after another with her so she gets proposed to and then gang raped like at the same almost on the same day can we actually talk about why she gets gang raped? Yes. Because <laughs> that's very important. Shan finds out that Brianna is the reason Peanut's in jail. In jail. So she calls Brigan and asks for a favor to exact revenge. She does not know and that it's Brigan going to be is like, as brutal as it is. Well, no, she says what she taught. We, we don't know exactly what the nature of the conversation was, hmm. but she says something to Brigan about getting revenge on Brianna. And he's like, are you sure this is what you want? I think Shan asked for Brianna to be raped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Brigan happens and- to have these like, dudes three dudes hanging out who love to rape bitches yeah so they go and they fucking no the 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 rape scenes there's two rape scenes and the rape scene for both of them like for for brianna in particular it is fucking it's hard to read it is awful it is it's disgusting and then it should be and then so and then um What's her nuts? The wifey of uh, of Shady mm-hmm. ends up like also like he gets fucking that, taken. Okay. And- so that happens a little later. The Shady. Let's focus on the Brianna thing. So okay, okay. So the Brianna thing. Like so, she ends up being fucking raped. She has. She ends up going to the hospital, and that's where she and then, finds out that she's that she's a, she's a, and she's like, there's no way that. I would like I could be HIV positive if we're from the rape. Oh my god, it's from Shady. So she fucking pieces together that Shady totally fucked her over. So Brianna goes into like this downward spiral of like meth use and whoring and uh, like no, just she's drug- not whoring. She just she goes home, she trashes her apartment, and then she's like high for the rest of the book. Yeah, like it's just yeah. And she keeps on trying to call um, Shan. Shan and apologize. 
Yeah. And Shan has nothing to do with it because she's like, you fucking started all this shit. I don't even want to talk to you. And like every once in a while, Shan will have kind of like a moment yeah. of like guilt, but then just goes back to like, well, she fucking brought it upon herself. To be fair, Branna kind of did bring it on herself. I mean, no like, one deserves wish, to be. I don't worry. No, yeah. no. But like at the same time, like if you're in that environment and these are the type of people you're hanging out with, you have to. Yeah. Like, and now someone eventually yeah. is going to want revenge. For what you yeah. did. And the type of revenge, I don't think you would have been exactly sheltered from at this point Maybe in your life. So that's that's pretty oh. horrible. And then it was awful. Like at this yeah. point, like the whole book goes from like dark to fucking worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause then Shan finds out that she's pregnant. Yes, with Forever's child. With Forever's child. And she knows that Forever has an actual wife. And daughter on the outside, and they come to visit all the time. Uh, and Shan Shan goes out to talk. She waits for the wife to come one day for visiting, and confronts her in the parking lot. And is like, "I am pregnant by your husband, and I'm keeping the child." Mm-hmm. And Nyla, the wife, she's like all upset and pissed off. Um, she threatens to leave forever which i get forces him to confess to her about shan because he like denies 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 mm-hmm. and it's just like he's not and it like and in the book it's like he he feels guilty and he's not man enough to admit what he did wrong so i thought that was like kind of interesting to get a little bit of insight into forever because mm-hmm. he knows he's a piece of shit um and so Nyla now wants she she wants to get her payback, her revenge, and she sets up Shan to get arrested, busted. to get busted mm. for doing this drug stuff. So the one redeeming thing that Brianna does in this book is that she finds out, she finds out this piece it. of information, and she finds out that um, Shan is being set up to get busted by the police, and so. And let's Brianna talk about the moment where and... she finds out. Because that's shady. Brianna pulls herself together enough to go over to Shady's house and confront him about being sick. Uh, and this is where Janae finds out that Shady is HIV positive. And so... Oh, fuck. This is like kind of a... I think this is actually kind of... A, a sick but brilliant piece of writing in the sense of like things all of these people it's all coming are together. coming together yeah it's all and, coming like, together this is where i think that wahita clark has done like a very really good job <laughs> of plotting of out this story like, like honestly yeah like come on think about it like you have all these complications all these things there are some things that are like not well done i think in in description and like there's a lot of things that are a little iffy this actually this these moments were like the ones where you're like well shit yeah (laughs) yeah so and as a reader you're just like you can't put it down for those chapters as much as awful as they are and as hard as they are to read because so brianna goes over to shady's house to confront him um nyla finds out that he's hiv so now she has to get tested um and shan ends up shooting him a couple of times just to not to kill him just to keep him where he is because someone's coming over (laughs) 
because she has set up her own payback for Shady in which he is going to get raped by dogs. And yeah, it is. Oh my God. (laughs) Holy shit. And I am so glad that we don't actually have to experience that. No, it's like basically it goes to like her outside in the in her car, waiting like just, for it to end. Waiting for it, and like just. But the description afterwards of like how he is, and yeah. like oh, it's it's awful. It's just awful. And then she just she finally fucking kills him. Oh my god! Yeah, she shoot she shoots him in the head because she was like he wants her to die. Yeah, like and, yeah. and that's just. And so during all of this, he said like as a way to kind of like stop Brianna from hurting him before the dog thing happened. He tells her that he knows that Shan is being set up to be busted by the police yeah. the next time she makes a and drop. And she fucking, and to her credit, she kills his ass anyway. And then she, yeah, she kills him anyway. So then she goes to Shan's house and tells her. Wait, but prior to that, she has tried to make up with Shan a million times and she has sent Shan a check and like money and so on and so forth to try to make up for all this shit. She's yeah. just like, okay. Because Shan keeps on asking her, like, oh, you owe me the shit or whatever. So anyway, so. Well, because Shan needs money. And, and there's a point at which Brianna needs a bunch of money. And so she tries to call in all of these And Brianna does debts. actually feel badly for Peanut as well. She does. And so Brianna's trying to call in all of these debts. And, and, everybody, and this is when you find out nobody cares about anybody. It doesn't matter how well you know each other, how long you've known each other, what you've done for one another. When someone needs help, they're fucked. No one's there. Nobody's unless, there to unless help. You, unless you have someone, something to give, right? So, and the thing with Brianna at this point is that she is kind of realizing, like, how much she's fucked herself over. Yeah. And she's trying to redeem herself to a certain degree, right? A little bit. She's like she the only about getting right with Jesus, and that's really nice, and she wants to better herself. She Shan is her only friend, all of this. Like, she has this sort of, like, like a bit of a, a dark night of the soul that she goes through, where she realizes how terrible her life is and what a bad person she is, and she wants to make amends. But... She's been smoking a lot of meth, and so it's kind of hard to, <laughs> you know, get your life right yeah. when you're <laughs> high all the time. Well, and so, I mean, like, and and so, like, in the, I guess in the end, so when Shan goes, she finds out about this, you know, she she picks up the phone finally. Well, no, she sees because Brianna Brianna goes to her house. She goes and, to her house and her tells house, her. her her flat her flat, I guess, her apartment, right? So yeah. it goes to her apartment and and basically finally Shan opens the door and sees this like waif of a woman Who's... who was prior her friend, right? Yeah. So and it's just like what the fuck happened? It kind of strikes her as like how much Brianna has fallen, and she like invites her in. And Brianna's like, didn't you get my money? Didn't you get all this shit? And like, didn't you get this stuff? And like, Brianna's like, or Shan's like, no, what the fuck happened to you? And she's like, by the way, you're going to get set up, like set up tomorrow. Don't do it. And then kind of takes off. And and it's just like, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, sorry for everything. It's really tragic and actually really sad. It is. It is. And and it's kind of um, the one thing that you see from, because that's the last time they see each other, is like, you see this like, 
kind of like the the pinnacle when you see Brianna at her best, like using people in the club. And then at the end of the book, you see her trying to make amends and like going away for the last time. It's like this really the one thing I I again like give Wahita Clark credit for is there's there's character development. Yeah. In a lot of these books, like you don't see character development. And these people fucking a lot, like not the men as necessarily some of the men, but a lot of but the but between Brianna and Shan, their relationship and the way that it happens and the character arcs, uh-huh. really actually extremely tragic, but really good. Yeah, yeah. So, and then after that, like I mean, so Brianna goes away and she fucking blows her brains out right she afterwards. Her in her she car. Goes, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Outside of her apartment. And so, and then Shan wants to go and say, you know, like a thanks for the money that she sent her. I, can't, I think it's from the envelope or whatever, and finds out that she's blown her brains out. And it's just like, okay, got to do the drug drop. Well, or no, is that no, so, no. So what happens is, um, Shan. So Nyla's watching. She's outside the prison, waiting for Brienne. She wants to see Shan mm. get arrested, and she's waiting and she's waiting, and they wait like all fucking day, and she never shows up. Shan got a transfer and she's moving she's across the country she's moving to california to work at a prison there so she never shows up she quit her job essentially so yeah. left nyla high and dry um, but she so does she find never... out that brianna killed herself because she went no, over so, to brianna's place so she's yeah. on her way oh, out yeah, of town oh, yeah. to pick and this she's going most... to pick up brianna to take her with her to california that is that is the worst part of the book. It's like basically she's like, I forgive you. I'm going to pick you up. We're going to start our lives over. Both of our lives over. Yeah. And then she goes to her friend's house and finds out that Brina has fucking blown she her brains up, out. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, I guess I'm going on my own. So she just basically doesn't. She just leaves. She just and leaves. And that's the yeah, end of the goes. book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is not a romance. Oh this God, is not at all. This is this is urban yeah. fantasy or not. Oh. No, urban. It's not urban fantasy. Not, no, urban fiction. It's, it's just, fiction. It's fiction. You. It's urban. Yeah. So that the the genres on Goodreads are urban fiction, drama, African American. Can I tell you that I do not know why this is in the romance section of my local bookstore, but this was Maybe given to me. Maybe because like so. the book opens with two people having sex. I don't know. So maybe she it's read that and it's... was like, "Oh, it's a romance." <laughs> The sex is very pornographic. I'll say that. Maybe, much. maybe. Oh yeah, the sex is super pornographic. Like it's, and a lot of times very rough. It, yes. Um, yeah. There's no mm-hmm. tenderness. There's no love. No. Yeah. This is like it's, it's really, but it's also like I felt like I was reading a hardcore porn. At times, yes. Yeah. 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 Like, did I think it was hot? Not really. Um, I thought it was interesting. Like, in just in the sense of, like, the context of the situation and, like, what the fuck they were doing as, as a transactional experience, essentially. Like, yeah. and everybody's fucking everybody else. Like, the whole, I, yeah, I just, like, this book was, like, I came away from this book. It was depressing. This book is very depressing. And there's a whole series. And I'm like, how does it get better? Like, I want to know, but <laughs> I don't, don't want to read it. I don't, <laughs> I doubt I don't know. It. There's like Honor Thigh Thug and Thug Marriage, I think, is another one. It's just like, yeah, it's just. I mean, maybe uh, some of our other stuff might be romance, but we just ended up with the one that isn't. I'm not really sure. Uh, But this is definitely a challenging read for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad that we read it. 
it's oh, yeah. not it's something like, I, I ever would have picked up on my own. So I guess a bit of a happy think, accident that we ended up with this book. <laughs> like, and, and again, like to, I don't think the author was like the best I've ever read, but at the same time, like the interactions, the story and the character arcs were better than a lot of the books that I've read from yeah, the no, genre. Just because there's like, so much going on. There's a lot happening on the page. But like, if you look at like Shan's journey, you look at Brianna's journey, you look at Shady's journey, you look at Peanut's journey, you look at like all of the yeah. characters, they all actually change throughout because of their shitty ass experiences. Peanut does because he's in prison for half the book and then he's out. He, he does, she does get him out of prison. She gets the money together. Um, mm-hmm. And then they just, they say their goodbyes because she's leaving for mm-hmm. California. Good for her. She's going to drive herself right out of this life. But then, but, but even then at the end of the book, it's like Shan knows that she's going to get hustled again. It's like, you don't need to be after all this shit no. you just went no, through. No, like, like, learn, learn, Holy bitch, learn. fuck, <laughs> learn from your mistakes, bitch. <laughs> Good like God. you've got, you can teach. Like you've got, like a computer certificate. Go and teach at like a local college or right? something. You like. don't have to be teaching. Mean, maybe it pays all to teach for the prison system. Like I don't know. Go into a convent. Anything. Anything. Would you be don't better. have to be hustled again. <laughs> oh my goodness! This yeah. doesn't have to be your life. So that's really the, that's yeah. a depressing thought. But yeah, this book. This is not um, something you'd read as a pick me up. <laughs> No, if you want just a quick light read, this isn't Not, it. No. It. Yeah. Should we go into some reviews? Okay. Yes. So as usual, our reviews are from Goodreads. This book has a 4.53. I think by far the highest rated. But I also think that this is because it's like urban fiction it's Possibly. not a romance like yeah. we were sold this as a romance it was not a romance yeah. this is not a fucking romance i will repeat that over and over again not, not, a, a, romance. not a romance uh, but <laughs> as usual we do like we enjoy vindication so we look for one star reviews um and i have one here that says this is the worst book i ever read in my life so that's it <laughs> <laughs> okay Okay. <laughs> I felt like that. Not about this book, but about other books. Mm-hmm. Um. So here's another one-star review. It begins with the word spoilers. This book has it all. Smacking around women, intentionally infecting people with HIV as revenge, homophobia, forced speciality, and ordering a gangbang on your best friend. All the five-star reviews <laughs> this book have gotten <laughs> confuse me. <laughs> that uh, that's a really good summary <laughs> yep i'm with you on that one uh and yep. I've, I've got one more here for you i'm not really the reader for this but i did appreciate the talents of the narrator <laughs> in making this book come alive a chart in the front showing all the characters and their relationships would have been helpful the audio narrator was the next best thing and still i had trouble keeping track of who was doing what to whom <laughs> yeah so there you it go. takes a bit yeah mm-hmm. yep so nice to know i mean we are in the minority as usual uh but it's nice to know that people did have the same criticisms as we <laughs> yeah definitely definitely i mean it's it's, it's definitely I'm, I'm glad I'm really glad we picked it up but at the same time the next time I pick up something that we want to do from like 
um, like an Afro American perspective, I would like more of a tip, like a romance. A ro- I would well, say, like, we even do, if it's like we have read one other black romance, and that was a Harlequin, wasn't it? Yes, or, yes, it or, was. Or but it was like a, a Harlequin imprint. I think that wasn't necessarily, but that wasn't necessarily like a black romance. That was like a no, it's all the characters fuck, are black. Like, were all of them black? Yeah, I think it were. was mixed, wasn't it? No, I, I don't know. So. Either way. Uh, anyway, whatever. So maybe we did. But either way, this was a contemporary non-romance. Yep. <laughs> and again, a challenge for two two white girls. Um, and just in terms of like the actual, like the craft of writing itself, she did a good job weaving all of these stories together. And with all of the horrible payback that takes place at the end of the book, the writing style is also very different from what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's very quick. Stuff just sort of happens and you're just kind of along for the ride. You don't get a lot of like, she she brings up a lot of like couture or outfits or like these types of things, but you don't get a really good sense of like the environment. You maybe get a sense of an apartment, but there's not a lot of description of like what the computer room is like in like no, the, you just... in the prison. Like there's just... Like, you kind of, it's up to you what you want to imagine in this sense. So, like, she could do a better job at, like, her environment. <laughs> well, like. As a whole. There's, yeah. Like, are the streets busy? Like, and, like, she just kind of, like, I'm like, okay. So, she, they park behind this guy and then they fucking try to kill Shady. And I'm like, could you set it up a little yeah, bit more? No, like, a normally quiet all, street would be, like. It's all action. You're just, you're following mm-hmm. the action. And you get some insight into what some people are thinking sometimes. And that's it. You don't get anything else. Mm. And that, again, it's just a different style of writing that we're not used to. And it's fine because you just care like, all right, strap in. But mm. I will say at the end, there is – this threw me a little bit. She switches tenses in the same yes. sentence. Yes, she does. And yeah. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Up until this point, everything is past tense. Why all of a sudden do we now have present tense going on? Yeah. I'm thank like, you, thank you, editor. Thank you, editor Rachel, for bringing that up. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Thank you. Like it, when the narrator, when you're having it spoken to you, like when someone all of a sudden is like saying it and reading it, all of a sudden you're just like, it's very odd yeah. when you pick up on it yeah. because, like, reading it, I might have missed it, but when someone's saying it, you're just like, oh, yeah, it's weird. It's jarring. This is me looking left at me, by the way. <laughs> just like, okay. Yeah. So, Rach, um, hot or not? Not, <laughs> not, not. I not. Too would much, too, worry too rough. for the person who found this hot. Honestly, I'm not going to shame anyone here. But no, I'm I think gonna... in this case, it's this. No, it's not shame. I'm not shaming the person who finds this hot. I am worried for them. Yeah, that's valid. I wouldn't recommend this as a romance read. But if you're looking for something different, something challenging, something dark and upsetting. This book has that super space. dark, super, yes. super fucking dark. <laughs> oh my god! So I think maybe we'll just leave it at yeah. that. How about this is a good place to end it? Yeah, I've been Shelly. I've been Rachel, and I mean, I usually end with <laughs> no, telling you to keep it sexy, no. but at this point, no. let's let's keep it safe. How about that? Wear a condom. Yeah, like don't don't do meth. Don't do that. It's actually, I misspoke. It's crack. She's high on crack for the last part of the book. Yeah. Okay. All right. Don't do crack. Don't do crack or meth.
this is going off the rails. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Because <laughs> I'm looking at you and you're making this face. 